Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Mavi Bolaños in San Francisco. President Biden is back in D.C. today after a tour of Capitola Village and Seacliff State Park in Santa Cruz County, which was hard hit by the recent storms. You know, while the situation uh, is still treacherous, we're cautiously optimistic that uh, the worst part is behind. The waters recede, but we'll see the full extent of the damage to the homes, the businesses and the farms and ranches. We know some of the destruction is going to take years to fully recover and rebuild. Governor Gavin Newsom, who accompanied the president, praised his administration for its support, past and possibly future, which will be critical for the state to bounce back after sustaining an estimated $1 billion in damage. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Former L.A. City Councilman Jose Huizar has agreed to plead guilty to racketeering and tax evasion charges. In the plea deal, Huizar acknowledged taking in at least $1.5 million in bribes from real estate developers. This was also part of an extensive ring of corruption tied to the city's building approval process for several downtown high-rise projects. Developers were convicted of bribing Quizar at two consecutive trials, and several others with ties to City Hall have pleaded guilty to felonies. 
A new bill would give California college athletes more protections and require Division I schools to share revenue with athletes whose market value exceeds the amount of their scholarship. That money would be paid after an athlete graduates. Assemblymember Chris Holden announced the bill while standing outside the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. He was accompanied by current and former college athletes, including Ramogi Huma, executive director of the National College Players Association. The NCAA uses amateurism as cover to systematically strip generational wealth from predominantly black athletes from lower income households to pay for lavish salaries of predominantly white coaches, athletic directors, commissioners, and NCAA administrators. The bill would also require schools to cover sports-related medical expenses and calls for athletic directors to be suspended if they cut a sport while any coach makes over $500,000 a year. California was the first state to pass a law giving college athletes the right to be compensated for use of their name, image, and likeness back in 2019. There's a beam of light bringing people together in Sacramento, where long-suffering basketball fans finally have a reason to celebrate. KQED's Bianca Taylor has the story of how the Sacramento Kings are exceeding expectations this season. To understand why Sacramento Kings fans are so excited right now, you have to understand how hard it's been for us. The Kings have failed to qualify for a playoff for 16 years straight, making them not only the worst team in the NBA, but the worst team in major American sports. And this is a league where over half the teams make the playoffs. So to be bad at that level for a decade and a half through two ownership groups is a really impressive level of ineptitude. That's Patrick Redford. He's a staff writer at Defector Media and a lifelong Kings fan, even if it doesn't make total sense. You know, by any sort of rational metric, I should have just become a Warriors fan at some point because I could be happy. But like, this is sort of what sports fandom is all about. It's just sort of about representing where you're from. But this year, the Kings have shocked Patrick and everyone else by actually being good. They're playing great basketball. They seem to have good chemistry. They have like a good coach for the first time in 16 years. Um, You know, we don't need to have a statistics talk here, but all the numbers say they're actually better than their record is. And also, there's there's the beam. You gonna light this beam? Let's do it. Let's let them light the beam! The beam. Four lasers that shoot a purple beam of light into space from the top of Golden One Center in downtown Sacramento. The beam was first lit in October 2022, after being cleared by the Federal Aviation Administration. A few weeks later, the Kings took off on a seven-game winning streak. So now, the beam lights up the sky after every Kings victory, at home or away. They were playing in Los Angeles, and they were up big on the Clippers in the fourth quarter, and you could hear chants in that building, on the road. Light the Beam has become a citywide rallying cry, and it's everywhere in Sacramento, from t-shirts to socks to the Light the Beam IPA. For a brief moment, the Beam was even listed as a place of worship on Google Maps. And according to Patrick, it's not only Sacramento that's swept up in this Beam madness. I mean, the Kings are probably the feel-good story of the season, and that's coincided with the beam. And so you see, anytime the Kings win on Twitter or online, you'll see people referencing it, uh, celebrating the beam being lit. There are still months to go before the playoffs, and if anyone knows not to get overly optimistic, it's us Kings fans. I went to a game in December hoping to see the beam for myself. 
but they lost to the Denver Nuggets. Still, it's hard not to hope that this success and energy will get the Kings into the NBA playoffs for the first time since I was 16. And as long as they do make it in, it almost doesn't matter how well they do. If they make it into the playoffs and get swept by 25 points a game, people will be so happy. Honestly, it's just really nice to watch like a regular basketball team for once and just not feel like a joke. Regardless of how the season ends, it's undeniable that the Kings, or the Beam team as they've now been trademarked, have made sports history again. But this time, it's in a way Kings fans can actually be proud of. With three words, light the beam. For The California Report, I'm Bianca Taylor in Sacramento. And that's The California Report for Friday, January 20th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Jim Bennett, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Amanda Stupai and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Erica Kelly. Our vice president of news is Ethan Toven Lindsay, and our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Paint Care. Now with 834 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. Stanford Healthcare. Alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area, now is the time to donate blood and make a difference. StanfordBloodCenter.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at SchmidtFutures.com. Hi there, I'm Randa Fettah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.